Welcome to Just Jay-Z. Each week, join your favorite hairdressing duo, Just Jesse and Stu Styles, as they talk salon life, hair hacks, traveling, lifestyle, and more. What's up, what's up? Welcome back to Just Jay-Z. It's Jesse. And it is Stu Styles. It always has to be sung in a song. Stu Styles. My intro song will be playing the, during the next podcast. <laughs> in, we're recording it later today. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to sing backup vocals on that. Like the Pussycat Dolls? Yeah. I'm Nicole Scherzinger and I'm going to be like, loosen up my buttons. And Jess uh-huh. is going to Oh, perfect. You know your part. <laughs> All right. Let's start with Peaks and Pits. Let's talk Peaks and Pits. Peaks and Pits. All right, I guess I'm up first per usual. Yep. I would say my pit is my little brother. He's in third grade. He's eight years old. He went to school and then got sent home because he was not feeling good. So he has an ear infection is what the doctor said. And then my mom and my stepdad and my stepgrandmother ended up getting sick. So they all went and got tested for COVID. And everyone in my family basically has COVID due to my little brother going to school. It was like his first day of school. And he comes straight home with COVID. Yeah. No, sorry. Did he test for it? They wouldn't test him because they're like, he's eight. He just has an ear infection. But, what? Yeah, That's so, crazy. Yeah. I know. So did they like did they have to inform the school? Like does anybody yeah, have to quarantine he, from school? Yeah, so he can't go to school. I think it's ten school day so two weeks, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're doing that. Poor time. And dealing with that. But my mom and my little brother aren't like as sick. It's like my stepdad and my step grandma. That are like having a hard time. So that's definitely the pit, just dealing with that. And I feel like the worst part about it is like, obviously, like if my mom, like is her husband and her mother-in-law. And then it's like, you can't even go to like see her, or, like comfort her. Cause I'm like, you have COVID and there's like COVID germs in the house. Like I can't even be there for her. So it just sucks. That's so sad. I hate that. So I guess my peak would be that I'm fully vaccinated now. (laughs) So it makes me feel a little bit better about myself, but it is just like a crappy situation. My peak and pit... I always struggle to think of these. My pit for the week is probably Jagger has been sick again. He wakes up every morning with just like snot all over his face. It's so Everyone's sick. I know. It's just that time of year, I guess. So dumb. So he's been like a little fussy because he hasn't been feeling well. And then I would say that my peak is probably that we are going to Jonas Brothers on Friday and Dutch Bros opens on Friday and the Lainey album drops Friday. It's literally going to be the best day of our lives. We're going to be listening to that album all day on our Hair Day Friday. So yeah, I'm really excited for Friday. My pit would be when I was driving up to Logan, my window got shattered. I cannot believe um, that. So that was great. I was stopped at a stoplight and all of a sudden I just like heard my window shatter. Like it's... I was like somebody chucked a rock at my window like I don't know and it was my passenger side back window and I looked and it was just completely shattered but it ended up being that a lawnmower next to me had caught a rock and just shot the rock right at my window it was like perfect like timing and everything and so I had like shards of glass on my arm like my back seat was just like full of glass Luckily, where I pulled over and, like, the lawnmower belonged to was an auto shop. So they, like, helped me clean it up and they, like, got me contact info for somebody to fix my window and I don't have to pay for it. How crazy is it, though? Like, if you, like, stopped, like, three feet back, it would have been your front window. I know. I'm, like... I just keep the, and I was, like, gonna pick up a friend and then she decided to drive on her own and I was, like, ugh. 
if only I had picked her up yes. or like left five minutes later or something. It it's like the have butterfly happened. effect where like a butterfly flaps its wings yeah. and it sends everything into motion. It's like yeah. everything perfectly happened. So, so now dumb. I, my window is wrapped in plastic. So I had to God drive all it. the way from Logan, which is like an almost two hour drive with just like a breeze. In my- <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't raining or something. <laughs> I know. I was like, this is ridiculous. Dang it. Um, and then my peak would be Jonas Brothers on Friday. I'm so excited. I don't know where our tickets are. I've been looking for them and I cannot oh. find them. Oh, here goes another pit for the week. I know. Well, I like know I ordered them, but I got like a text confirmation and I cannot find that text. So I remember Venmoing you. So what'd you do with that? Did you really? I don't think I did. I request you. Yeah. Oh, I said Joe Bros. Oh, then I did. You're right. Yeah, for Harry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get into the concert. Are you sitting in the grass, Keely? No, I am in, I think you guys are in 101 and I'm in 102. Oh, she knows. Of course, Keely knows our seats. She's just always taking care of Well, because I know I'm in 102 and then you said you guys. Okay, I found the text and it says, please refer to this link for help. And then I click on the link and it says failure. Uh, Oh, you didn't get an email with them? It says look out for an email, but I have not seen one. Well, let's hope we're going. (laughs) Okay. Um, So this podcast I'm actually really excited about because this is a topic that we get asked about in our industry all the time. And it's something that we're very familiar with because we work within this subject every day. So we are back talking about assistance. Keely joked that we wanted to name this episode The Assistant. And we'll tell you guys why. Uh, (laughs) Do tell the story. You want me to tell it? Just that. Yeah, it's about Um, you. uh, So whenever we went to Nashville to teach one of our master extension certifications, Kate, Kaylee and I were in a room together and Kaylee was just like, do you know you talk in your sleep? And I was like, no, do I? And she was like, well, last night you were. She was like, all I heard was Megan, Megan, Megan. And then it was like silent. And then you said the assistant. (laughs) You just sat up in bed and said, the assistant. <laughs> I had no idea that I must have been exhausted after teaching all day. <laughs> do, you, do you refer to Megan as the assistant now? No, but Megan is like, she was my first assistant. She's been with me for over a year. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Wait, what month did she start? August. Hey, you guys, we're going to take a quick break, but this isn't a breakup. It's just a break to tell you about one of our favorite things that we provide through the Jay-Z Styles family. Chances are if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're either a hairdresser hustling behind the chair or a beauty school student that can't wait to get out and offer these services to your clients, or maybe you're just someone who likes to get your hair done. If you are one of the first two options, you are eligible to come to one of our classes. We have an education program called Education with Jesse. We travel the country teaching these classes to people just like you. We have two different options, an extension training that teaches you multiple different ways to install beaded wefts, different weft types, different stitching patterns, patterns, bead placements, consultation, color matching, you name it, we talk about it. After that class, you can be Jay-Z Styles certified, you get added to our website, our exclusive Facebook group, and you get access to training videos so you never forget what you learned. And if you are previously Jay-Z Styles certified in our OG way of doing beaded weft extensions, you are welcome back to come and hang out with me to learn the unseen bead where we teach you how to hide your beads so they are undetectable. It's an amazing day. It's so much fun. We 
have an outfit theme for every class. Sometimes we come in with a dance number. Sometimes there's a housewife fight that breaks out. Follow us. You know what I mean. We also have a blonding and business class we recently started up. In that class, we teach you our favorite coloring and blonding techniques. We teach you how to actually foil around hair extensions, how to custom tone their hair with the hair extensions. And we also have a special guest, Money with Michelle, teaching business, finance, tax tricks and tips, everything you want to know. Come be a part of the Jay-Z Styles family even more besides just listening to the podcast. By coming to a class or coming back, we'll make it a family reunion. You can check out all of our upcoming classes on our website, jayzstyles.com slash classes. We also post about them all the time over on our Instagram pages, so make sure you're following us there. You can find all of those in the show notes below. And who knows, we may have some exciting classes coming up soon. Maybe one of them's in a tropical destination. Oh, so you're going to need to come to our class, get a ticket, and get a passport. And maybe vacation with us. You know, it's going to be so much fun. We may also be at Premiere this fall. There's just a lot going on. Sipping cocktails with Stu and making mocktails with Mama. (laughs) Poolside, somewhere tropical. It sounds like a good time to me. Stay tuned for more details. Until those announcements come, feel free to check out all of the classes we currently have on our website and hurry and grab a ticket because they go fast. And don't forget that we have payment plans. If you have any further questions about education, you can definitely direct message us on Instagram or reach out to our customer service phone number or email, which you can find in the show notes below. Now let's get back to the episode. We kind of joked that we were going to call this podcast The Assistant. Basically, we wanted to talk about this because we get so many questions and we recently got a few listener questions about this subject. So we are excited to answer those questions and also just talk about this in general. We wanted to give our input, our thoughts, and our feelings on having assistance in this industry. We feel like everyone could benefit from this advice and we want to talk about what it takes to have an assistant in the salon, how we pay them, what they do, how we delegate tasks, scheduling payment, and also how your clients react to assistance and why we are now changing the name of the assistant. We're <laughs> killing that name, baby. I feel like I have to say that in like, a dramatic voice, the assistant. The assistant. Dun, dun, dun. So first I wanted to start by having us each kind of give our definition of an assistant, what they should and shouldn't do, how they should act, and what an assistant means to you. So if you want to take it away, Stewie. So for me, an assistant is starting off, I feel like it's someone who can help you with like the in-between things, like yep. rinsing your client so you can work on another client, styling your client, smaller things kind of like that. Um, I feel like I always say like assistants make the world go round because <laughs> they help out so much and they change the game for you as a hairstylist because you can get more clients in. And whenever I'm looking, I guess, for an assistant, like what it means to me is just someone that can like kind of think of my next move and they're like already like one step ahead of me. And I feel like especially Kaylee over here and like all the girls that I work with, they do a really good job of that. Kind of just like knowing what I'm going to do next before I even know it. And I feel like some, the main thing I'm looking for whenever I'm trying to find an assistant is someone that's just like willing to like learn and be a sponge and kind of soak up everything. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot of the reason that we tend to hire new stylists that are fresh out of school because they can be molded into what you need and they're so willing and eager Mm -hmm. to learn that they are just like a sponge. I love that term because they want to soak it all up and they haven't been burnt out by the industry and they're excited to kind of like dive in. And I think that having an assistant can be beneficial to you and the client and the assistant if done correctly because there are benefits for all of them. And when I look for an assistant, I literally look for someone who can be me when I walk away. So if I am working on another client or I'm in the back room and I need my assistant to be able to be with my client and have that client feel like it's me and they're super comfortable with their tick 
technique, their skill, making them feel comfortable, customer service, you know, things like that. So I feel like there's a lot of different things I look for um, with what how they act. And then also like what they do and don't do, I think depends on how good they are. Because I feel like I give more opportunity to people that, you know, kind of like make the effort. Because mm-hmm. I've had assistants that have been crap and I've had assistants <laughs> that have been amazing. <laughs> One of the main things too is like, we've said this before on the podcast, but you can teach anyone how to do hair, but you can't teach someone how to have good customer service or kind of yep. have that relationship with a client and stylist, like getting to know them, asking about them, remembering things about them and just having that kind of like friendship that you kind of have with your client. So I totally agree. Basically, I first wanted to kind of break down what we have our assistants do and don't do. And something that has kind of helped us as of recent is we have come up with something that has kind of guided the way that we do assistance. We now have an assistant program. For the last few years, we've always had assistants, but it's been more just like we throw them in and we, you know, put them to work and we train them on the job. But I wanted it to be a little more structured, especially as our salon has gotten busier and we've hired more people. So now to work at Jay-Z, you have to start with the assisting program. And I kind of wanted to break this down for you guys because I posted about it and I got a lot of questions. When you work here, you come for a first interview, which is like a sit down and we ask you questions, we feel you out. And if we like, you, you move on to a second interview. And after that second interview, which is sometimes a technical where you basically do a client, we observe you, you're working in the salon for a day. If you pass that, then you were, you are working here, you're hired. And the first step is the assisting program. We have a level system at our salon and level one is the program. They get paid hourly to be in that program and they shadow um, a few different stylists at our salon. So here we have um, Stu and Katie, they're both educators. And they are in charge of the assisting program. So each of the girls in that program, we typically have like two or three at a time. They will all shadow Stu and Katie and then also Stu and I on our days. Sometimes they work with mom when she does hair and they just basically learn everything that we do. And they're asking questions, they're applying color, they're sweeping hair, like it kind of just ranges. But the point of this is so that they can learn how things are done at Jay-Z. And then throughout this program, they have a seven page worksheet that they have to check off every little point on the worksheet. So some of the first ones it's so you can see what I'm meaning so you can visualize it, but every page has like five dots on it. And then in that circle is like what they need to pass off. And then the educator that passes it off will sign it. And once everything's signed, they're done. Um, so they need to watch the entire beauty school series. They need to watch all of our training videos. They have to take our Jay-Z styles certification and they get all of that for free. And we just check them off as they go. There's one day where they have to shadow reception, check clients out, work the retail room, schedule appointments, learn how to clean so that they know how the salons run. Um, there's mannequin pass off. So they need to do the Jay-Z styles bead foundation, two full rows and two mini rows on a mannequin. Then they need to do the hand tied stitching, then the machine stitching. And there's just like a bunch of different things and it continues to progress as it goes on. And then there's also live pass off. So an all over color root retouch with gray coverage, partial highlight, full highlight, so on and so forth. And it kind of just keeps going down. And then we also have cutting blow dry and styling a women's short haircut and extension blending, um, a washing and head massage, Um, we also have a full head of tapins, uh, frontal tapins. So it kind of like breaks down everything we do into different categories. And then there's one at the very end that's just like a free for all. And that's their choice, what they get to pass off. So as soon as they're done passing this off, they get to move onto the floor. 
But even though that was really long-winded, the point of this is that while they're in the assisting program, they're working hands-on with us, learning with real clients, and then also doing this worksheet to pass off. And they are allowed to bring real clients in for this. And then obviously the mannequins for those pass-offs. But I feel like having a structure like this makes them feel more confident. It makes us feel better about their skill. And also it helps the clients know that they're being properly trained and not just thrown into the floor. So if you are looking to hire an assistant, this would be the structure that I recommend is doing something along these lines where they have to pass certain things off and they have different skills. And then as they pass things off, you give them more responsibility. So like, how did you start with Megan? What did you start with? Um, since Megan was my first assistant ever, I kind of like threw myself into it and I had no idea what I was doing, but I kind of wanted to like have the same structure of whenever I like started assisting for you and other stylists here when I first started at Jay-Z. And honestly, it was just like, starting with a small task. Like the first day I was like, just come and watch and shadow. Like you'll still get paid. Like I just want you to see like kind of how I do things, how we do things here at Jay-Z. Um, because this was before the assisting program. Yeah. And um, so the first like day or a few days she kind of shadowed. And then I was like, this is how I like to foil. And so like I would do a few and show her back to back. And then she would, um, I, I was like, okay, you want to do like two? And then I'd start with her um, just like, sweeping cleaning washing uh like she could be washing my the, the color out of my client while i was mixing up so it kind of kills time and then we started like getting into like double booking and then so she would foil the back and i would do the front and she would tone the back and i would do the front and it kind of just went from there and kind of have this built off of that but starting off slow i feel like is very important one so they can know like how you like to do things, get a feel for it so they can get comfortable around you. So they don't have to ask so many questions instead of just kind of like throwing into the ringer of it. I feel like for the most part, I kind of did throw Megan in quick, but yeah. Megan's also been doing hair for five years, like longer than me. So I'm like, that's you. not the typical yeah. like situation. <laughs> and so I was like, you totally got this. You're going to thrive. Like, I just believe in you just go for it. And um, everything is tend to work out. But I feel like nowadays it's more like watching. It's more like, I kind of get them to watch and like do small things for so long. They're like, okay, like throw, put me in coach. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, are you ready? And it's kind of like turned into that. And I feel like having it ease in that way too makes your clients feel comfortable because they're seeing their progression mm -hmm. at each appointment, you know, like, oh, they yeah. just started off this way. Now they're up to this and, and they a lot feel comfortable. can change in six weeks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Um, but yeah, so what do you look for an assistant? Like what's like the number one thing? Um, I feel like I kind of already answered this. Someone who's like willing to learn, who doesn't want to like, just be like, well, I do it this way. So this is how I'm going to do it. And I'm like, well, sorry, Charlie, it's my client, not yours. Yeah. Um, I feel like someone who acts professionally, but can act, have fun kind of throwing it back into the whole like customer service thing. Cause I feel like with my clients, like I obviously want them to have a good experience and everything, but I also want them to feel like I'm their friend. Like, I just want to be like, Hey girl, what's up? What's new with you? Like things like that. And just be friendly to clients and like having that kind of customer service aspect, someone that can make my clients feel comfortable, someone who doesn't feel like, like any job is too small. Cause I'm like, we, I mean like even like if we have a million assistants in a day, like we still end up like sweeping or trying to like clean up or doing like more like tedious, I guess, tasks mm -hmm. like that or yeah. like more, th I just, those things are still important. Yeah. It keeps the day going. It really does. Thinking of my next move. I'm like, okay, what's next? We got it. Like, 
and then I'm already like set up for that or setting up for the next client. Someone who takes initiative is yeah. so big for me. I love it. Like, I don't want to have to tell you every move to make, even like if I'm your boss or not. Like yeah. I, if you're thinking it or just like take that self control, like that self action and just kind of shoot for it and go for it. So like that's really big. What about you? Um, I agree with you. I look for someone who's a hard worker who isn't afraid to like get their hands dirty and stay all day and do a long day on their feet. Um, but I also look for someone who um, is willing to learn, but also willing to teach me because I feel like I can learn things from assistants too. And I like it when people speak up and they're like, well, what if we tried this? Not in like a pushy way, but like, mm-hmm. oh, this might like, just like knowing that they're thinking about it and have ideas of their own. I like to see an initiative like that. Um, but yeah, just someone who can be on time and be reliable and is easy and fun to work with, make my clients feel comfortable. I agree that those are like the biggest things. Yeah. And also someone who doesn't like kind of knows their role. Like I'm here to help. I'm the sidekick and doesn't overstep in the way of like, Oh, we can totally get you that blonde. Like if they're just draping the client, (laughs) like don't overstep and don't promise anything or don't say we're going to do this because I might have a different game plan. Yeah. You need to be on the same page with your assistants at all times so that your client never gets confused. And like that would make them feel weary. I bet. So let's actually kind of talk about that, how to introduce your assistant into the workplace as far as teaching them how to schedule, how to take payments, delegating tasks, letting your clients know about them. Um, do you have anything to say about that? Um, yeah, I can just go off of what I do. So all of my assistants can see my books. They can see like what time to come in. And like, I used to be like, okay, we are starting exactly at this time. And I'm like, they already know. So it's kind of gotten to the point oh, where so I'm like, just, just look. Say, like, look at my schedule. Yeah. And then they can come in now. I used to, sometimes I'll be like, okay, we're going to start at this time. Or like, if we need to come in a little early for something or do whatnot. Do you have a rule of like, you need to be there 15 minutes before my first client yeah. or like, what's Usually your... like minimum, like 10 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes. But Freaking Sarah, man, she will come like an hour early and set up everything for the whole entire day. Like I'm like, okay, let's all everyone else just walk in before the client gets here. I'm like, like I'll walk in at nine oh five. I'm like, I'll come five minutes late, just have them draped and sectioned. I'll be ready to roll. That um, actually nothing makes me like more mad when like the stylist walks in and the client's like sitting on the couch like if they're late. I love being early. I feel like it's like so like, important one, to be early. One second. Yeah. Um I, uh, so usually they'll just look at my schedule now. I used to kind of send a text the night before because hair is like so unpredictable. Someone can always change. Someone can always oh. cancel. Someone can always, um, heck, not even show up. So I used to just kind of keep them updated like right before I go to bed the night before. But they can see it and look. And like even if like the first one calls like 20 minutes before and they're like, they're canceled, that will usually be like in our group text. Be like, well, the first one canceled. Do you want me to do anything? Do we need to come in? I'm like, no, we don't have anyone for an hour. So usually we'll do stuff like run to the beauty supply or things like that just to catch up on. With our hair days, what we do is we have a group text with like all the girls that work with us on Fridays. And we'll usually like send them the schedule for the upcoming month, what time to be there. And then, yeah, like some of the stylists work for us so they can see our schedule. So they kind of have an idea of what the day looks like. But typically I don't like to give an end time because we never know. Like, mm-hmm. like on last Friday, we finished earlier than I thought we would, yeah. but there could be times we go later. So we always just kind of say Fridays are free game. It could be that we send you home early if we're starting to slow down or you're going to be there a little later, depending. And then as far as like payment goes, we pay our assistance hourly. This is a question we get a lot. Mm-hmm. And it could be different depending on the state you're in. But what we do here in Utah is we pay them hourly. If you are going to hire an assistant in Utah, I know for sure, but it could be different elsewhere. It's good to have them sign like a 1099 and then you pay them. Um, Venmo now like won't let you pay people unless you're a business Venmo. So yeah. we had to do checks like the old school days. And the freaking checks took like forever to get to us. It that was, was such a process. 
it sucked, but we have our little cute checks now. Basically how we do it is we have a little clipboard that has everyone's name and they all have their own, like the date that they worked and they just fill it out so that when we're paying them, we know how many hours they worked and we can just write them a check and then either put it in their locker or put it on that clipboard if it's a stylist that doesn't work here. And it works out really well that way. And we also buy them lunch. So that's always included. And then if it's a really long day, we would buy them dinner or coffee or just like whatever we end up doing that day. But I feel like that's a really good thing because they get paid paid to learn. And most of the times if you're doing a shadow day, which is, you know, you're not working really on a shadow day, but Mm -hmm. assisting you are, but you're still learning just as much and you're getting paid instead of having to pay. And I feel like that experience of like assisting someone in the real world is just so like priceless that even if you don't get paid very much being an assistant, I always say do it. Even if it's just a few months and you're new, I think it's so worth it. Totally. And then yeah, as far as like delegating tasks goes, I feel like I always like to start off slow and then add more in. So, you know, the first two weeks I usually like to have them do things like washing the hair and blow drying and checking clients out, rescheduling, taking photos, getting the client familiar with them. And then as time goes on, I get more comfortable with them toning and then highlighting with me. Mm -hmm. And we kind of build up to that. And don't you think it's so much easier once you've had your assistants? Like you've had Megan and Sarah like a year mm-hmm. and it's so easy now because they can just read your mind. Like, and like we just have like weird code words and things. And she's like, what are we toning with the OG? And I'm like, yeah, what we did last time on her. <laughs> and like that. they just know what to mix up and what know what to do. The downside and, is then when that person leaves, you're like, wait, how do I live without you? I know. That's like my worst fear in life. Didn't you say you quit your job or applied here because of our last assisting podcast. Yeah. That's so cool to me. Mm-hmm. That's how Keely. And like what inspired. you were saying about being paid to shadow and learn and stuff. That was like one of the biggest reasons that I even applied. It's I, to even just be like a personal assistant. I was like, I'm sure that I'll be around them just like doing hair every yeah. once in a while. And like I the day you were so much. You, you worked here like two weeks and I came in like, do you want to do my hair today? And you're like, uh, <laughs> I was like, I was going to shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> but we threw you in and it worked. Yeah. Yo, I love that. And I think that it's also important to know that like, it's so important to train your assistants, not only on the hair stuff, but the business side of it, booking mm-hmm. clients, checking them out, knowing your schedule, knowing how to take photos. Like that's a big thing that we put on our assistants. Kaylee luckily is like the one we have do all that. So she does like our social media, like she'll help with hair here and there on those days, but she's mainly doing like the TikToks and the reels and the before and after photos. And I think we've talked about this before as a stylist, it could be so hard because you get busy. You can forget to take photos so easily. Oh, yeah. Having an assistant that just knows that that's part of their job. Like before you sit down, we're taking before photos, we're taking afters, and then your whole phone's just full of them on the day when you're done. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is great. That's a big thing that I think assistants need to be trained on. Yeah. And even if you want to like play it out, like Obviously, it's hard to like post a perfect Instagram story or something like that throughout the day whenever you're like running around manic in the mm-hmm. salon, whether you have an assistant or not. Even if you just kind of like um, take little shots or take little videos and pictures throughout the day, whether it's your job or your assistant's job, and then you can just do like a recap at the end of the day. Because I feel like I've been getting a lot of questions about that too lately. Like how do like you do how, your stories? Yeah, and obviously <laughs> Kaylee does them, and she's <laughs> like, the best. I, I'm not the one that does them. <laughs> she's like, I have no clue. <laughs> but like before, I remember, like especially when I worked by myself, I would just like try to record everything and then like pick through it. Like whenever I got home, like right yeah. before I went to bed, I'm like, here's today's recap, and like post everything on there. 
So assistance can come in handy when it comes to getting content. Yeah, that's so true. And then as far as like, if you are someone looking to assist, I think it's also important to be picky about who you work for. It's Mm. not just us being picky about who we hire. That's important. But, you know, only interview for people that you feel are going to inspire you and you're actually going to benefit from salons that are doing things you want to specialize in. So you're around it, making sure that like that step of assisting is going to take you to the next level. So hundred percent because the first person I ever, ever, ever assisted for did not specialize in anything that I wanted to do. And it was the hardest thing to kind of to try to like everything I'm learning. I'm like, okay, I'm never going to use this probably. Yeah. Like, how am I going to like twist this and make it my own to like achieve a look that I want to do? So like literally go to someone's Instagram, stalk them, Mm -hmm. make sure you basically whoever you want to be whenever you grow up, like whatever hair you want to do. I would reach out to someone like that. And even if they don't say or have posted about looking for an assistant, maybe like you put the idea in their head and they are all of a sudden, or maybe they just haven't posted it because they need an assistant and they're not doing good on social media. (laughs) They need that help. (laughs) They need that extra boost, that extra helping hand. But just it never hurts to message someone and say, hey, are you looking for an assistant? People message me all the time and they're like, I'm going to finish school in two months. Are you going to need an assistant? I'm like, who knows, girl? Send me a resume. Just have them on file. Yeah. And like Stu said, be a self-starter. Send your resume to people who maybe even aren't hiring. You never know. I yep, did that or- to Stu when I was in school. You did? <laughs> yeah. I love it that. Was cute. That's so cute. You had a good resume. See, that she's living proof right here of everything we're talking about. So I wanted to touch on this because I feel like this is like where I get really invested in this topic. And this is what clients need to know about assistants and how they react to them. I think it's totally normal for a client to feel really caught off guard by an assistant, feel mm-hmm. weary, feel scared. Like that's totally normal. But I do feel like having an assistant now is pretty normal in the industry. And I want to kind of normalize it so that clients know what to expect. They don't have to be worried. A lot of our clients kind of assume that we just like picked them up off the corner of the first hair school we saw and brought them in. Like it's crazy. And we've had clients be rude to our assistants. And I Mm -hmm. always just think that's so sad because I understand if, you know, something goes wrong, but it's like the minute they sit down, we'll be like, Kaylee, go out and drape them, ask what they want, get their drink order. That's like the first job our assistants have. And like one client told Kaylee, she's like, no, I'll just talk to them. And she's like, oh, well, it's my job to like report back to them. Like, (laughs) it's just hard. Like as a client, if your stylist works with assistants, just be open-minded to it. Just know that it's part of the process. It's why you're able to get that appointment spot because they're able to fit you in. Your stylist is that able to make more money and have a better schedule. And it's going to give you a better experience overall if you just kind of like give into the process. But on the same topic, I think that as um, stylists, we need to be very aware of how we are explaining our assistance to our clients. Because if we never give them a heads up, we don't explain what they're doing, they could be scared. So I think it's always really good to introduce your assistant. Post about them on social media. I think every client we have knows to expect assistance because we post about it so much. Introduce them, tag them, talk about what they do in a post. And you can always refer your clients to that post if they want more information. But you know, whether it's in like their welcome text when they book their appointment or in person, you explain who your assistant is, what they do, how long they've been doing hair, you know, just so they feel comfortable. Most of our assistants actually work as stylists at the salon. So it's good to like let your clients know if that's the case, because then it's like not just someone who doesn't know what they're doing and just being very open about that communication. There may be some clients who don't like assistants, like that's just how it is. And if they don't like not having that one-on-one attention, then they might not be the right fit for you. But there's always a lot of, you know, clients that can go to someone else that maybe can give them that experience they're wanting, I think. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's really important too for like clients to know we're not like better than them. Mm -hmm. Like they're not beneath us and we're not like 
walk like we're it's not like okay the front's gonna look amazing but if they do the back it's gonna look terrible or like if they shampoo you it's not gonna be the same shampoo there isn't really any difference and especially here at jay-z like jesse was mentioning earlier like we have the assisting program it's a seven page worksheet they have to go through so much weeks and weeks and weeks of school uh, yeah on top of school on top of passing state boards on top of hours and hours and hours like dedicated into like watching videos like practicing going to school continued education if they've done that They have this seven page worksheet. Like it takes a lot to get your foot in the assisting door here because I feel like we do have high expectations of like the hair that we put out and like we do put pride in all of our work. It's not just like an in and out shop of just like a rotating like blonde and extensions all day. Um, So I feel like it is really important for people to notice that or like clients to notice that assistants aren't any better than us. I'm, I tell Megan all the time, I'm like, you're better than me. And she's like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, yes, you are. And like I said, she's been doing hair for five years, longer than me. Yeah. And she has more experience. And so I'm like, at the end of the day, if I trust them to do your hair, so should you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the same outcome. There ain't nothing we can't fix. And- well, and I trust any of the assistants we have to do my hair. Like mm-hmm. I would, or any of our clients. So if we trust them, that should be... Enough for you. I also think that brings up an interesting point of you always need to treat your assistant with respect in front of the client, especially on the floor, treating them as an equal, never treating them like you're above them. And even in the back room, just always treating them like they are valuable because you wouldn't be able to do your job without them, rewarding them, whether it's raises every few months or buying them the lunch or, you know, just Mm -hmm. things to make them feel valued. And I feel like there are a lot of assistants that have like written into us being like, I work for someone who just like treats me like crap and they walk all over me and that makes me sad. I had that. Whenever I was in beauty school, I was going to work at a salon. They called it like an an associate. So you like clean a lot, but you get to help out and like kind of learn too. My first day I went in, they're like, you're going to be with her for like three hours. And I was like, okay. And the lady was like, go get my clippers. And I was like, hi, I'm Stu. And she was just like, okay, go get my clippers. I'm like, well, where are they? Like, it's my first, I haven't even been here an hour. Yeah. Like, or like not introduce me to the stylist. She didn't even know who I was. Oh my gosh. And I was like, uh, okay, where are they? And she's like, you don't, you know? And I'm like, girl, it's my first day. I didn't say it like that, but I'm like, no, like she thought I had just been working there. And like, she, like, she didn't even look at me or acknowledge me enough. And so I was like, I just went and asked another person that was an associate. I'm like, you know where home girl's clippers are at because apparently I'm supposed to know and they helped me and I brought them over there and she took the towel off of someone's neck and put it on the floor behind her and was like you can take that to the laundry and I looked at her and I was like I didn't I didn't even work a full hour at that salon and I said no I won't and I went and clocked out the front desk and everybody was like where are you going I was like I'm out and I did you give them a reason like did you say no but they begged me every time they're like well next time you're home just come and do a hair day here and I have and I'm like who's laughing now sister I bet you know my name Because your freaking boss is begging me to come. That's hilarious. Yeah, don't treat people like that because even if you've been doing hair longer, there could be a day where they surpass you, just like Stu said. So there was my last salon that I worked at when I was listening to the last assisting podcast Mm -hmm. that like made me decide to just make a switch. I seriously would come home and like cry every day afterwards. Like I had never felt like more defeated and it was just so hard. Like what made you feel that way? I was the assistant to like the owner, but they all, they didn't really like go over job description a lot with me. Like I thought that I was really just going to be like with him and just like focusing on that. But then it would be like, 
go do the towels Mm -hmm. or which like I get, but like, it was just like a command and not like, we just like, like you to help out this stuff, whatever. Mm -hmm. It wasn't explained to you. So no. And then, and it was like, I would be in the middle of doing something. It was like his wife and him Mm -hmm. owned the salon and like his wife would start bossing me around. And I'm like, I work for your husband. Yeah. Like I'm doing stuff right now. I don't know why you think that you can just like boss me around right now. And then, like, I would help her foil every, every once in a while. And it, they're, like, super, like, old fat, like, old school foiling mm-hmm. and stuff where it's, like, super chunky. Like, you don't need very many foils. Like, you take super thick sections and stuff like that. Ugh, and I so just, like, went through school, like, watching, like, how you guys would foil and whatever. And so when I was helping her foil, she told me to go away at one point. Afterwards, she told me that my foiling sucked. <gasps> I was like, okay, thank you. Well, that's also not constructive feedback. Like, No, I'm like, tell me how you want me to do it yeah. instead of telling me that it sucked. Yes. Like, that's not okay. Like, you can't tell talk me, down to someone yeah. who's wanting to learn. Yeah. Um, if you're a stylist with an assistant, I feel like it's important to know the difference. Like, then telling someone how to improve than just telling them that they're wrong because they're like, well, that sucks. What is that going to do? That's not going to help you or help them by you getting any better. Like, okay, next time let's focus on this. Yeah. And if you're a stylist who is going to bring an assistant on, obviously it's because yes, be nice, (laughs) but it's obviously because you're busy and you need help, but also you have a responsibility to help educate them. If you're a salon owner, you may want to hire them in the future or refer your clients to them if you get full. So they need to be knowledgeable and yeah, you can't just tell them that they're horrible. You have to like okay, maybe that wasn't the best foil. Let me give you a tip on how it could get better, you know? Because mm-hmm. everyone's open to that. But no one no one in this world would be okay with someone just telling them they suck and then that's it, you know? So that's really sad. I think that everyone needs to realize that you have a responsibility to be a stylist that people can look up to and learn from, you know? Preach. That actually brings up a good point that I want to touch on. Um, so excited about this part. So when we have assistants in our salon, you know, we've said the word assistant. This would be like a drinking game. <laughs> like every time you hear the word assistant, take a shot. But um, we have a lot of assistants in our lives. I have a personal assistant. Kaylee started as my other personal assistant. Now she's like the producer of the podcast. She assists on hair days. She's also a stylist here. She's educated. So there's so many things that she's grown into. And I would feel bad just calling her an assistant because she's so much more than that. And like we've talked about, our assistants are typically way more than that. So we've kind of come up with this new term that we want to call our assistants at the salon, and that is a co-stylist. And the main reason is so that clients can better understand what that assistant is for. So instead of introducing my assistant Kaylee, this is my co-stylist Kaylee who's going to be working with me today. I feel like that automatically sounds better, sounds more legit, and makes the client not nervous. Because I mean, obviously we talked about assistants for forever. We've had them for forever. And it's almost like the word kind of is degrading a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. this is my assistant. Like, they're just here to assist me. Yeah, Yeah. they're just here to hand me stuff. But, you know, all of our assistants are licensed and have their own clients for the most part. So we're like, why not call them a co-stylist? Because that's what they are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they help out with so many different things. There's times you guys do the whole toning process. Like, we'll tell you what to do, but you apply it. Like, that is more than just someone helping hand foils, you know? That's something we feel is going to make a huge difference in our salon environment. Hopefully, clients will feel better about that. And also, like, when the client's calling the front desk, if the front desk girl can say, like, oh, 
you know, Stu's busy. He is three months booked out, but his co-stylist Megan has openings. She works with him every day. Would you like to get in with her? I would feel better about that rather than his assistant. Cause then it's like, oh, oh someone who's not as good, but yep. that's not true. No. And it also just helps the assistant or the co-stylist feel more valued. You know, like you have a bigger role than just being an assistant, especially because like Kaylee said, the job can entail so much. It could be social media, folding towels, handing foils, getting coffee, but it also it can be toning and blow drying and applying and foiling and so many other things. Mm-hmm. You're literally making the whole day run smooth. So you're with the clients just as much as we are, if not more. So I think it's important to have that. So I kind of talked about this on Coffee with Jesse the other week. I did a whole segment on it if you guys saw it, but I introduced this new word and so many people were like, I'm going to start doing that. It's so cool. Good. Yeah. And actually this podcast is going up on a Tuesday because that's our schedule day. And yesterday I did post a YouTube video on my channel and I kind of showed a day in the life of us working with assistants. And we kind of talked about, you know, how it runs. We showed our assistants and talked a little more in depth on my YouTube video. So we will link that in the show notes below so you guys can watch that video. And so you can kind of get a taste and a visual of what it looks like for us in the salon. But I'm excited to have co-stylists. I feel like it sounds sounds more luxe and more like luxurious because at at the end of the day, I'm like, they're doing hair more days a week than me. Like, come on, like give them some credit. I feel like it makes them more not seem so beneath or like below. I love the word. I already texted everyone and was like, change it from assistant in your bio if you have it to co-stylist. I already saw Madeline. She changed her bio. It was so cute. Mm-hmm. I changed mine too. <gasps> Yay! Good. Co-stylist. I love it. So that's so. what you guys are. Yeah. And I it's feel like be it's a better title habit. and it's more of like a... I feel like if you were like out and about with your friends, they're like, what do you do now? Like you catching up with your um, mm-hmm. girlfriends and Logan this weekend. They're like, you don't, it sounds better. I'm a co-stylist to mm-hmm. Stu and Jesse instead of being like, well, I'm their assistant. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's the same thing, but it's like, it means more than just like assisting us. Exactly. It's going to be hard to break the habit. I'm so used to just saying I assistant. Know. It's like co-stylist, co-stylist. So that challenge we have now after the podcast is we have to always say co-stylist I will stick now. With it. I love it. I think it's so cute. I think it sounds good. It does. I think this episode was really good too. I loved it. So let us know if you guys learned anything from this and we can also answer your questions. If you DM us, follow the podcast page, but we're going to wrap up this episode by doing a listener question. So Ooh. lay it on us, Kaylee. This is from Mariah. Hey, Mariah. She said, oh, she's, I was acting like she was on the phone. Hey, Mariah. How <laughs> hey, are you? <laughs> she said, for calling in. what do you recommend doing when you feel like you can't tell people? No, I feel like I always overbook myself and try to please everybody by meeting their time restraints, like working late and coming in early. And it's draining to me having, even having no shows that are normal clients or people you like, but can't charge them the no show fees because I feel like they will get mad and also feel like I constantly don't charge people as much as the number that's in my head because I feel like they won't like what I say. Well, Mariah, perfect question for today because I feel like if you are overwhelmed and you can't keep up with everything, that is the perfect time to bring on an assistant because whenever you can't, oh, ah, <laughs> you already failed. I did it. I did it. A co-stylist. <laughs> Dang. Strike first two. That is going to be the perfect time to bring on a co-stylist because whenever I was like, do I even need someone to help me? Like, how do I know? You know, whenever you can't fit everyone in and if you're going to run yourself dry and you're going to get super drained and burn out super easily. So the best thing that probably would work great for you is bringing on a co-stylist, letting them help you. And hopefully it can transition into you working less days, but it's making more money. I know that's something that we obviously do. We've talked about this whole podcast and it is super helpful. And I feel like even just for your mental health, it's like how draining it is like on your body and like 
how like mentally draining it can be to just being stressed. Like, when am I going to tone with? How's their hair going to look? Just having that help is going to take a lot of stress off of your plate. I feel like it's going to help you a lot. Obviously, just catch up and kind of take more time for you or you have more time for yourself. And then the second thing I would say is start looking at yourself behind the chair as more of a business instead of just, oh, I do hair. Like I can make it work. If someone cancels or no shows or goes against any policy you have, be like, I love you, girl. You've been coming to me forever, but I have to enforce it. It doesn't matter who it is. If there's an emergency, I always give like a little leeway. Obviously like COVID times, I'd rather you not come in (laughs) if you've been exposed or something like whatever. At the end of the day, you're still running a business, whether it's for you, like for your family, like you got bills to pay. You have to kind of like think of it as a business. Cause I feel like for a long time, even me, I was I was like, yeah, I just do hair. So like what, however much I work is how much I get paid. Uh-huh. Like if I want to buy something nice, I'll just work an extra day or like, I got extra money. I don't have to work as much this week or like something like that. But like mm-hmm. whenever you're like, no, this is my income. Like when you have bills to pay, when you have responsibilities, you have to start taking stuff serious. It's true. And that's another benefit of having a co-stylist is if you're the stylist that gets nervous at the register to actually charge them the right amount, mm-hmm. have them do it because mm-hmm. they can't back out and get scared, yeah. you know? So that's a good way to ease into it. But also I think that a lot of stylists get into the mindset of trying to build their clientele. You get kind of attached to the identity of I'm a new stylist. I need everyone I can get. I have to hustle. I have to work my butt off to prove that I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. And that means I can't charge anyone a late fee or a no show. Like you just, you become a slave to that. And Stu's right. You need to cut that attitude now with every client you have. Obviously you can be flexible. And if there's an emergency, you make an exception. But if you start making up exceptions for everyone, word's going to get out and it's going to be harder to say no. So you need to put your foot down and make these promises to yourself. These are my policies. I have to stick by it. It, It's going to be a hard transition, but a year later, you're going to be so happy you did because it's going to help you avoid the stylist burnout. It's going to help you make more money and not feel frustrated anymore. And I feel like a lot of like clients, we get a referrals by our current client. So if your current client knows like you're strict, you're to the point, you Uh take it seriously when they're referring someone, let's say like I'm at girls night and they're like, I'm like, Jess, you would love getting your hair done by like whoever I go to. I go to Kaylee over here and, um, and she's like, okay, but she, she's like, oh, I know you wouldn't be a good fit because you like to reschedule or like, you never know Uh your schedule and you have to reschedule. Mm -hmm. I'd rather them say that about me then be like, oh, you can cancel anytime. Like he doesn't care. Like Kaylee doesn't give a crap. Just having those like firm boundaries with your clients now kind of like trickle in the boundaries like with your new clients. Uh And start that practice now. If you are taking new clients, start being firm and just start off that way because then they'll never know any different. And that's going to be a good way to weed out the bad ones. Because if you do have someone who's taking advantage of you, you don't want a client like that anyway. And then just stay firm to your schedule. Like don't ever come in early, stay late, have your schedule be flexible enough Mm -hmm. where if you're client wants to get in, you have options. Mm -hmm. It would be different if you're like, I only work one Monday morning a month and that's it. Like, obviously you need to have like flexibility, but stay to that because you're never going to be the stylist that you can be if you're burning yourself out. And if you don't have that balance in your life, you're not going to want to do hair. It's not going to be a good release for you anymore. It's just going to be something you resent. So learn to say no, practice it in the mirror. I promise it's going to do you some good. I know something that Jessie does whenever she has to have a like tough conversation (laughs) with people is she'll YouTube the Kristen Cavalier clip of like her getting onto her clients or not her clients her her, um yeah where she like fires her employees or has to have those hard conversations with employees and it's almost like the same thing you have to have those hard hard conversations with your clients it's true so hype yourself up and say i can do this put on your big girl panties mariah you got this this. Um, you're a girl boss i hope this answered your question but if you have any follow-up questions for sure message us on the podcast on our instagrams 
however you can get in touch with us, get us and give us like a follow up because I would love to know like if you implemented these things, how they've changed in your like day to day life at the salon. I agree. Also remind yourself that you also have a life Mm -hmm. because I've been struggling with it a lot too lately, just like being newer in the industry and like wanting, I don't want to say no because like I want every opportunity that I can take to like learn more and take more clients. But I just like, I have to remind myself that I have a life as well. And like, I have to make time for myself and And your husband, you're newly married. Like that's huge. You know, and like, I'll complain about it sometimes to my husband, like saying like, I can't fit this person in or something. And he just will say it you have a life as well. And like, you Mm -hmm. have to be able to take time for yourself. So because it will make you a better stylist. And I think that it's important to like prioritize your life. Like Mm -hmm. with you, for example, you have so much going on. We've given you a lot within like podcast assist co-styling, you know, being Uh. a stylist, educating, you have to kind of like, this is something I had to do because I have a lot going on. You have to like rank your priorities. Like one, two, and three is top priority. And then middle priority are these Mm -hmm. bottom priority is this. So if those things start to slide, you can feel okay about it. And the world's not going to end if homegirl doesn't get her blonde refresh, you know, like you need to like not feel so guilty and giving them options. Like I can do this time, but not this time. And you know, if it doesn't work for me, it doesn't, but you're right. We are all human beings and we all need to like balance our work and social and personal Mm -hmm. life equally. Cause that's the only way you're going to thrive in all those areas and find just what works for you. Mariah girl, like (laughs) maybe like after six o'clock at night, I'm not replying to any clients after like give yourself cutoffs, give yourself that time where you do have business hours. Those are your operating hours. Sorry, they can't text you at 1130 and come in the next morning at 10. It's just (laughs) not going to work like that. Tell them I said it. Tell them Stu said it. All right. Well, we will put all of the information you need in the show notes below. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. We will have that down there as well. And then don't forget to leave us a review because your reviews help us. And we want to keep doing this podcast for you guys. So let us know how you feel about the show. Unless it's bad, don't tell us. <laughs> we only accept five-star reviews around here. We're very elite. So thank you in advance. <laughs> all right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us over here at Just Jay-Z. Catch new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.